I am all in. with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the first ever live virtual podcast. And I am Scott Patterson, and this is iHeartRadio and 111 Productions, bringing you a Friendsgiving event. And we're all so happy and so pleased to have you join us. And thank you so much. We also want to say a portion of the proceeds are going to go benefiting the St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital and baby to baby, two causes that are in charities that are close to my heart. Uh, I've taken uh, a bunch of tours through St. Jude's and other hospitals and to visit kids. And let me tell you something, there is nothing more rewarding and more satisfying than knowing that, that you can provide a little tiny bit of comfort for a kid on a specific day. Um, and these are beautiful kids that need our help and beautiful families uh, all pulling together for a great cause. So thank you very much. Uh, for getting your tickets and uh, and joining in. Listen, we want to we want I'm going to tease our guests here a little bit. Uh, we've got Jackson Douglas who played Jackson Belleville in the series 57 episodes. We've got Emily Corota, uh, Mrs. Kim. We've got Sally Struthers, obviously pl- played Babette, and uh, Grantley Phillips, a town troubadour. And we are very 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 excited. I want to thank uh, my team uh, uh, led by Amy Sugarman. Danielle Romo, uh, Riley Pelusis, uh, and there are others uh, behind the scenes, uh, uh, Tamar uh, and PR. Uh, I'm going to butcher her last name, so I'm not even going to attempt it. There's Easton, uh, Easton Allen, um, who is our tech on this, and he does fantastic work. We are in cahoots now, Easton and I, doing secret things behind everybody else's back to surprise us, uh, the rest of the team on the podcast. The following one's going to be... Uh, quite a reveal something that i have discovered in the show one of those things that pops up every now and again it's kind of like the clown pillow but you'll have to download the next podcast series of podcasts to find out what it is uh but it's a bombshell uh i guarantee you that anyway uh thank you all uh for joining us and without further ado and let me take these off because i gotta get ready to talk to one of my favorite people in the whole world Mr. And I think he's uh, living in Spain now. So let's welcome Jackson Douglas. Jackson, come on in. Hello. There he is. <laughs> How you doing, guy? Doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. Let me put my specs on too. You are not. I know. Should I take mine off so you can't no, no, see no. that leave I'm? Them, leave them on. I'll I've got them. my. Uh, I've got something else up on my computer that you can see in my glasses. No, yeah. I don't really. But. How you doing, pal? I'm good. Yeah, it's crazy, and I'm not in Spain anymore. Where are you? I'm in Los Angeles. I'm back oh, in Los okay. Angeles. All right, okay. So yeah, you're back in LA. All right. I got tired of paying for a house that I wasn't living in, so <laughs> we decided to come back. <laughs> we were only supposed to be gone for a year. We were only supposed to go for a year, and we got there, and it was like a week into it, and we we're like, "Oh my god, this is beautiful. I don't ever want to go back." Right. And then the election happened, which kind of, you know, helped me uh, make my choice. But we didn't want to come back. So, so I don't know, at the end of a year, it takes you a year to get used to living somewhere else. You know what yeah. I mean? You got to find your store. You got to find your coffee shop. You got to find all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you get used to it after a year. So we stayed for another year. And then we stayed for another year and then another year. 
and then another year, and then COVID happened. Right. And then, right. Wow. So, and then we decided, okay, we got to get back. The kids are getting old enough that they they really need to have some roots where, you know, not to move anymore. So it was time. So they're fluent. They they're fluent in Spanish. Yes, but they don't like to talk in Spanish because they're self conscious about it. Right. You know, they're like they will correct the hell out of me when I speak it wrong. Right. But you know, and they know it. They can understand it. And right. if if forced, they can they can speak. Yeah. Yeah. I I uh, uh, my son corrects me all the time. He's only seven, but he's always, <laughs> I, I call him the corrector because he's yeah. Like, He's, he's up my asses uh, every day about something. <laughs> well, it's because they that's they finally have some power over you, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. So I give them that. It's like, okay, I'm the one who tells you when to go to bed, but you can tell me when I'm saying the wrong word. <laughs> when I'm swearing incorrectly in Spanish. Right. <laughs> so yeah. let's get into... Um, Let's get into the show. You did 57 episodes. What did you know about the role of Jackson when you got the part? I mean, did casting say anything to you? Uh, uh, anything about having the same name as the characters, things like that? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think, you know, I went when the pilot was shot. I was in Toronto. And that's where I met Amy and Dan. And, um, and I think they were saying something about like, oh, you're funny, you should be on the show. And so they kind of put me in. And I think my name originally was supposed to be Crispin, <laughs> but it was too close to Tristan. And so they said, oh, wow, what the hell? They just call you Jackson. Why not? That's fine. Right. It works. Right. So You're so yeah. you. you can yeah, exactly. That you were so you. Yeah. That it happened. All right. So why not just call you Jackson Douglas? Why Jackson Belleville? I don't get it. I don't know. You know, Maybe it's a legal thing. I don't know. To probe the minds of those two. I <laughs> yeah. Know. Good luck. I know. Yeah. And, I, and what's funny is I think I think there's even an episode where I was Melville, or the last name was Melville, and then it changed to Belleville. I don't know. There's a lot of controversy about that. I asked about that, and Dan just kind of blew me off. He's like, ah, right. he doesn't know. I don't know. Don't, don't. Stop asking about that. Every, every time I had to try, try to have a conversation with those two, I wear a miner's helmet with an extra white <laughs> bulb on the helmet. You know, it's it's about anyway. right. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's funny that you ask me, Is do you have any insight into any of that? It's like, uh, do we ever? <laughs> do we ever have any insight into the why? No. <laughs> Accept it and move on. <laughs> Learn not to ask questions. Ask right. the craft service table and get yeah. the best food. Go stand on your mark, say your words really fast, and be done. Right, right. We want to go home. Well, that's <laughs> it. That's the capper, man. So tell me, you know, how would you describe in your own words, uh, not that you can use anybody else's. Good try. All right. Uh, in Pierce Brosnan's. <laughs> Or no, no, in Arnold's Remington Steel or uh or 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 James Bond. Which no, gotta, Pierce gotta do Bond, gotta do Bond. All right, I'll do me because I'm really bad at uh, uh okay. voices. <laughs> How would you describe Jackson? In your own words or Arnold Schwarzenegger's words or you know? I don't James know. I you know, it was it was an interesting it was really an interesting role because I think it was just kind of a I mean, the best way that I can describe it, at least the way I feel about it, is just a hyperbolized version of me, 
You know, it's funny how you would live life and they would all of a sudden end up in a script. I got named the president of the homeowners association. And a month later, we were doing, I was being elected the town selectman, you know, because I don't know, Amy just seemed to think that my life was hilarious and just needed to use that for something. (laughs) So, you know, um, um, although I, there are there are some differences, like when I get angry, I don't act like Jackson does when he gets angry. Right. Uh, I think Jackson's more of a you can kind of laugh at his anger. Right. My kids. Well, well, that's not true. Now my kids laugh at my anger too, so <laughs> <laughs> they don't take me seriously anymore. Now they just start <laughs> laughing, which really doesn't do much for my anger. Um, but yeah I mean I don't know I mean it was a lot of fun to play I mean everybody I don't know it was so easy I mean the character was just so much fun and I got along with everybody so well that it just it really did become effortless the hardest thing was just to use somebody else's words you know to try to it's like oh I wouldn't speak that way but I've got to try and force my mouth to you know, right. say it a certain way or. And plus you get to, you know, uh, work with Melissa McCarthy for God's sake. Well, yeah. What was I that? Like? I mean, we, it didn't, it didn't we, feel we, like work. Right. Exactly. Cause we've said on the show, uh, uh, on the podcast, we, you know, we could, I could see, cause I haven't seen the episodes. Right. So I'm watching for the first time. It's a whole thesis of the podcast and you know the talent on her from the very first moment you see her is so glaring and apparent and yeah. big and just like wow did you see it too you must have seen it right i guess i felt it you know and i guess i'm really really fortunate that i felt such a wonderful personal connection with her that i think if i were to oh my god i mean now that you mention it it, I kind of just got shivers how if I looked at it the way that you you described it, I think I would have been really intimidated and I don't think I would have been able to <laughs> come even close. <laughs> you know, I think I, I think, yeah, it was just, but she's just so, I mean, she's just so nice and warm and loving as a person that it's hard to be intimidated around her. You just kind of get in the role with it. You know, you just kind of, she doesn't even know how funny she is. No, she didn't back then. I mean, she, she did some things. We did an interview together for uh, uh, humorously enough for ESPN. And there were, (laughs) you know, in the the very beginning, so there we are seated together and our our director's chairs and there's ESPN and they're, you know, and, and they asked us how we uh, stayed in shape and, you know, I said, well, you know, I run a little bit. I ski. You know, I oh, my God. Up. Are we supposed to stay in shape? <laughs> Walk up and down the stairs, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And she, and then when they asked her, she immediately said, oh, I love the box. You know, and I thought she was kidding. And I let out a, a little bit of a laugh because just the way she inflects her words. Right. Yeah. And it's just, it's just naturally funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she doesn't know. She's so quick. Right. And, 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 and it, you know, the... The, the phrasing is so just beautifully timed that you have yeah. to, you can't help but not laugh. Right. Can you remember your favorite scene that you filmed with her? Uh, 
Now, if you answer correctly, I'll, I'll send you $50. Oh, you mean there's a correct answer? There is a correct Well, answer. of course there's a correct answer, and it has to be, it's got to be my favorite scene. I would be the only one who would know the answer to that. I don't know. I mean, there were so many. There was, we had a lot of fun when we did the pre-wedding um, hijinks, you know, where I was running around Balboa Park in a skirt, a kilt, but... Um, you know, where we're doing photos and stuff like that. I think the, I think the one that really sticks out in my mind is the, um, is when we get, when we decide to move in together or kind of get engaged, there's a picnic that we did. And it was, it's like a bright, when you watch it on TV, you see it's a bright sunny day and we're having this picnic in the park. And it was two o'clock in the morning and pitch black outside, you know, and it was lit, uh, night for day and you wouldn't even know and it was just so surreal and it, right. I, it but it really added something to the scene because it kind of took your headspace out of you know it, it became kind of oh i'm too old and my I, my brain just drops words um not ethereal but it's you know it just kind of takes you out of yourself and out of the moment and it feel, felt very different and special Right. Do you remember um, the scene just chasing you through town? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How many takes that. did you do on that? Do you oh my, so many. Oh my god, I was so sweaty and tired at the end of the day. <laughs> and I think, and I think they had it after one, but they, right. the, you know, I think Amy and Dan just felt they just were laughing at my running and just wanted to, yeah, torture me. Yeah, but it was fun. It was yep. fun torture. I remember that one. That was good. Is that the correct answer? Is the being? Is that one? Or is it deep fried shoe? Uh, yeah, I'm the sorry. Thanksgiving unfortunately, unfortunately you did not answer correctly. So oh, I don't get the fifty dollars. Yeah, sorry. And I buy my own dinner tonight. But we, uh, I will send you a bag of coffee, so you okay. have to look forward to. All right, I'll take the parting gift. <laughs> so we're only a handful into uh, of episodes into season two, and we're starting to see your romance with uh, Melissa Grow, Sufi Grow. What type of direction did you receive? Uh, when it came to you and Melissa in that regard? I think, um, I don't think there was a lot, I don't think there was a lot of direction. There's one, there's one scene that I'm, that I'm so embarrassed about that I just, even to this day, I, I, I cringe and there's, and it's when we have our first child. And Jamie Babbitt was directing, and um, and so we're in the hospital. We've had the child, and I'm go up to her and I give her a big kiss, or a, a big hug and a kiss, and she's like saying that. And she kept saying, you know, well, give her a kiss, give her a kiss. But I've never done an on-screen kiss before, and I know Melissa so well. It just felt so weird to. <laughs> have to fake this and I just couldn't do it. I just yeah. couldn't. I end up giving her a, a, a great big hug and I just feel like I failed as an actor that day. <laughs> failed so hard how it would have been a really tender, you know, a wonderful, wonderful moment. But the, the person that is me just couldn't get over that, you know, Hmm. over that, I don't know. It was really weird. 
maybe you took it in a direction that was unexpected and even more effective, more emotional in a way. Maybe. Yeah. All right. I'll take that to kind of salve my, salve my guilt, but um, yeah, but I, so I think that's the only time that I really, that we really received some kind of, you know, a direction of do this or that. I mean, a lot of it, God, I almost feel like a criminal, you know, getting paid to do the show because it was just so easy and natural that it just, right, right, you know? Right. So what was it like to come back almost 10 years later for a year in the life? That was very odd. Yeah, it was. Right? That was very odd. Tell what did you think? I want to know what you thought about that. It's, it was really odd. Yeah, I, I, I didn't feel like him at all anymore. I got married, had a son. Um Took me a bit, you know, to get. Yeah, back. yeah, yeah. Took me. I a bit. had, yeah, did the, you know, I had two kids, and you know the. I don't. I can't remember if we were, in Spain yet or not. I don't think so. But um, but I had the same kind of feeling coming back to L.A. when I came back from Spain, where everything feels very familiar, but it's not familiar. Right. And it's that weird juxtaposition of. I should feel differently because I know my surroundings. I know these people. I know this stuff, but it's like I was in a coma for 10 years and just woke up and it's like, wait, do I know you anymore? So. Okay. So we have a fan question for you, Jackson. I see. We have uh, a Julie who wants to know uh, the picture of pajamas that he wore in the episode were those his real photos on the pajamas it was my face uh-huh. but i wasn't a wrestler so uh they put my face on funny enough there was a a, a, a dolly grip named cal remember cal mm-hmm. his son was a wrestler so they took his picture put my youth my you know uh, my face from my youth on those and then put those on the pajamas okay Right. So it's my face, but uh, Cal's son's body. Oh, oh my God! Okay, so here's here's the big question, and you can redeem the fifty dollars. Oh, if you answer this correctly. Oh. Okay, are you ready? You ready? I want you to yeah, be comfortable. I want you to be ready. Okay. What are you most thankful for from Gilmore's, being that it's Friendsgiving and a Thanksgiving sort of a podcast right now, a live event? What am I most thankful for? I'm, I think I'm thankful for the opportunity to get to know so many wonderful people and just to, you know, I'm really, I feel so lucky and thankful and grateful for to just to be able to do it. You know, I mean, just to meet everybody, everybody was so wonderful. We really were like a family. Yeah. You know, there's some of us that would fight with each other. There's some of us that would, you know, we'd get along great, just like any other family. And, but it, you still felt loved and you could love other people. And so that, that really was magical for me. Hang on. I'm getting, uh, New York is typing in there. Oh, they're, they're, they're wondering if that's right or not. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on, Jackson. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I've got the head of the whole thing. Buddy, we're good. Correct answer. Yes, correct answer. Nice. Good. Okay. You got the 50 bucks. Yay. All right. Wait a minute. Hang that's on. about one DoorDash order, and that's Sorry. about no, it. No, it's a, no? they're coupons. 
Oh, okay. Your coupon, sorry. <laughs> it's a gift certificate. <laughs> that's, okay, yeah. That's same, same thing as money in the bank. Buddy, always great to see you. Um, and I guess we'll see you later. Uh, yeah. In, in the, uh, in the I'll podcast. stick around. In, in, you stick around, buddy. Uh, and great catching up with you. And thanks for, for joining in. Uh, this was a lot of fun. I wish we had 10 times the amount of time. To I know, up. huh? You know what I mean? It's just not, you know, 15 minutes, it just doesn't cut it. I know. Um, Hi. Hi. How you are, doing? Are you on the air yet? Uh, sure. Yeah. We're, my God, we've done 40 episodes. Uh, no, I, of, I mean, right now, are we just you and I talking or is this part of the podcast? No, we're live, babe. We're going out to planet Earth. Yeah. We are? Hi, planet yes, Earth. Hi, it's nice to be one of the bajillions on the planet, and thank you, gravity, (laughs) for keeping me on the planet. That's I'm grateful for gravity too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How you doing, darling? Good. Good. Happy holiday time. I just came back from Maine, where I did the musical Young Frankenstein. I played Frau Blucher. He was my boyfriend. Man, you're still you're you're man. You're doing that theater stuff, that musical theater stuff. It's so fun, isn't it? Huh? Yeah, it's not for wimps. No, 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 no. Those are tough schedules, but man, they're fun, right? Yes, they are fun. The audiences are great. There's nothing like a live audience. Nothing like it. So, listen. The last time you were on the podcast, we had the pleasure of seeing what you had in your bag. Uh, and oh, I'm just kind of wondering what is in. What is in there today? And do you switch it out for the holidays or? I, you know, I took all the fun stuff out of my bag because oh, no. I was traveling and the people, the TSA people, uh-huh. this is a message to all the people that work for TSA around the country. You have made my life a living hell. <laughs> I know you think it's fun to go through my suitcase and look through my purse, claiming that you've seen something on your scanner. You haven't, but you've gotten word that I'm in line and now you're dicking around with me. And this happens every time I fly and I'm effing sick of it. And I want you all to go like lemmings to the sea and disappear. You make, you make travel such an unhappy day for me. Just stop it. Stop it. I never have anything interesting, illegal or dangerous in my carry on or my purse. So stop it. Oh, you know, the power that they get to drunk with the power, right? <laughs> you know, I had all those things. I had the chicken in my purse that when you squeeze it, she gives birth to another chicken. I had the eyes, that the Google Google eyeglasses, and I right. had fake nose, and I had the things to make children on the airplane stop crying or scare them even worse. Right. And I took it all out of my purse because TSA people don't have a sense of humor. No, nobody does anymore. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So uh, what's going on with you and your son? Oh, he's just, you know, in robotics camp building uh, SUVs and <laughs> amazing us with his mathematics and uh, How old so, is he now? 6? Seven. He's so far beyond me now. It's just like, okay, yeah, yeah. try to ask me uh, a math question. I'm like, yeah, let's go, Nick. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, he's great. Thanks for asking. Um, You're very welcome. In the seventies, I streaked. Oh, I did too. Where did you run naked? Where, uh, where were school. you? Haddonfield Memorial <laughs> High School. Four of us during an assembly. 
we ran, we ran across the football field and then we ran on stage. We streaked across the stage in front of the oh whole. Oh my god, that was very brave and maybe foolish. Did you get in a big, big doo doo trouble? No, no, was, no trouble. You know, it was a thing back then. Everybody was doing it. Yeah, yeah I streaked at the Playboy Club. Oh my goodness! Yeah, in yes. LA. It, no, in in Lake Geneva. It was oh. the only way to top the Playgirl bunnies. Yeah, because they're in these outfits with everything pushed up and out and they're looking sexy. But you know, what's sexier than a than a middle-aged lady running naked down the hall with a red top hat on? <laughs> so I want to ask you about one of our favorite lines on the podcast. One of our favorite lines in the episodes are are from you, from Babette. Do you remember? having a Babette line that you particularly loved? Uh, I can't quote it exactly, but I was trying to explain how my cat Cinnamon died. Yeah. And it was pretty funny. Yep. Yeah. I, rem I remember that scene. When he fell off, he thought he was still sleeping, and then he fell off the couch and didn't move, and then you maybe kicked him and he flew across the, the, the room and he the floor and he still didn't. <laughs> And that's when I knew he was good. Yeah, no, that was very funny. That was hysterically funny. I remember that. I think um, I was I was running toward you. I was running toward Luke's anyway. I don't remember if you were at the receiving end, but I had to run all the way across the little park in the center of town where the gazebo is and run toward your restaurant. And when you are <clears throat> majorly endowed, it was very painful to run. So I held my breast the entire way while I was running. <laughs> And um, Amy Sherman Palladino said, leave it in. So there you go. <laughs> uh, um, do you have moments even to this day where you think, oh, that was very bad, bad of me, like in your real life? Any similarities? Well, I, in some ways, I really am Babette. Um, right. I've always dated taller guys and I'm only five feet tall and mm -hmm. I'm highly energetic and I'm very nosy. I, you know, I sit down with somebody, I get into their business. So I'm very, very much like Babette. All right. Did you know that Ted Rooney, who played my husband on Gilmore Girls and I, his father was my um, math teacher in, in high school? Yes. And that he and I went to the same high school and grew up in the same town. Yes. But as he pointed out the first day I met him, he's younger than I am. So I didn't know him in high school because he wasn't there yet. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, we had we had him on the podcast. He was terrific. He, 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 he did share that story. Yeah, he's a great guy. And, he and is, he uh, is. Yeah. his dad, his dad, Ed Rooney, father of Ted Rooney was on the Johnny Carson show one night because he had Ted Rooney is one of like nine children. And so, you know, Ed Rooney was just a high school teacher. I mean, how do you feed a family of nine kids on that? So right. he fed them horse meat and hoped that oh. they didn't hope that they didn't know the difference. It was cheaper than buying cow meat. Oh my God. And um, he was, he, somebody got word of it and the tonight show flew him down and he was on the tonight show talking about feeding his family horse meat. With Johnny Carson. With Johnny Carson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Are you going to have Rose Abdu on? Uh, on this one? Yeah. No. No. I She's think. very funny. 
She's very funny. Yes. She's a very brilliant gal. I love she, her. She really is. Uh, and, uh, and her re resume proves that uh, a very point. Now, speaking of Ted Rooney, we had him on the podcast. What do you remember about the scenes inside your tiny home? And, and would the, the difference between you and Ted and height get, get in the way of those scenes? Uh, it didn't get in the way in real life, but it obviously got in the way in Babette's marriage to him because when we were having the wake at our house for our cat, Cinnamon, and Lorelai was standing in the kitchen with me with her legs spread apart so that she would be shorter because she was helping me with the dishes and the counters were so low. <laughs> and she, she asked, you know, if Maury had any trouble moving into this house with me. And I said, well, yeah, he, he, he hits his head sometime on the dividers between the rooms, but he's never had a really bad concussion. So he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She had the house built for her own height, probably never thinking she'd get married. And then she met Maury. Right, right, right. Let me ask you this. If there was ever uh, another reboot of Gilmore Girls and you couldn't do it, uh, for, for some reason, because you were in a play or another movie and the schedule didn't work out, who would you want to play Babette? Oh, oh. Well, if we could dig her up, Ruth Gordon. Because that's who, who my, my, my performance is, you know, giving honor to because she was the best character actress that ever lived. You know who what? I see that now because we just reviewed Rosemary's Baby because it was mentioned in the, in, in the first episode. And you're right. Yeah, I loved her. And then I got to play her daughter-in-law in the film, The Great Houdinis. Paul Michael Glasser played Harry Houdini and I played Bess's wife. And Ruth Gordon played his mother. And we made friends and we stayed friends until she passed away. As a uh, matter of fact, when I went to New York to do my first Broadway show, she and her husband, Garson Kanan, let me stay in their brownstone on the east side of New York City. And my next door neighbors were Katherine Hepburn and Stephen Sondheim. <laughs> wow. And on the morning of my birthday, there was a knock on the front door, on the door. And, the, you know, the first level was the kitchen and the dining room. And then you went up a set of stairs and then it was a living room. Another set of stairs, bedrooms and bathrooms and another set of stairs, bedrooms and bathrooms. And my best friend, Pamela, was upstairs with my daughter who was turning two and we were trying to toilet train her on a little potty chair. And so I screamed, Pamela, I'm in my pajamas. Someone's knocking on the door. Can you come down and answer it? And she said, I've got Samantha on the potty chair. I can't come down. So I said, oh, all right. And I answered the door and there's Catherine Hepburn standing at my front door. I mean, I think my mouth literally hit the floor. And I looked at her and I said, oh, Miss Hepburn, hello. I'm sorry I'm in my pajamas. She said, well, hello, Sally. She says, Nora told me it was your birthday. Happy birthday, dear. I painted you a birthday card. So you let, take it from me. And sometime this week, why don't you come next door to my place? I'll show you all around. I'll talk to you about Spencer Tracy. And I've got my closets full of all my costumes. We'll have a wonderful time. Do you drink coffee or tea, dear? I said, <laughs> God, this isn't happening on my birthday. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But I was staying in Ruth Gordon's brownstone. My ears are so tiny. They're childlike, my ears. Mm -hmm. But these little pods won't stay in because my ear can't accept them. That's okay. I'm, you know, I'm not doing much talking because you're being so great and funny. So if you, here's, a, here's a question. If you could jump back in time uh, to filming any episode or season, what would it be? Oh, Gilmore Girls. Any episode or season of the Gilmore Girls. 
Mm. Um, Gilmore Girls. Um, oh, mm, when did I have the most fun? Probably when we did. Was it called A Year in the Life? What was it? Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. We, we came back. We all hadn't seen each other in several years. And then we did those four 90-minute movies. Mm -hmm. And I felt so lucky. I felt like I had been invited to my high school reunion. And the reunion went on for, you know, a month. I was like a kid at Christmas dancing around the Warner Brothers lot. And yeah. Rose Abdu said to me one day, oh, here comes one of their with their trolleys what do you call those caravan things where they drive people around to take a tour of the studio yeah, that the studio, bus, yeah. Yeah, yeah the tram yeah. right right and she says let's just stand here and give them a thrill because <laughs> we, we were on our way to the steppy uppy truck where you could get snacks right and we were admonishing one another about how we didn't need snacks but we were getting them anyway and right. then we stopped and kind of posed so to give the group on the tram a thrill they didn't recognize either one of us. <laughs> we both felt so awful. We got more snacks than we even had originally wanted. Um, right. I, I got to tell you, every single time I came to work on that, because you, you worked in every episode. You were there all the time. But I was in one in every three episodes, maybe. Sometimes mm -hmm. one in every other one. Mm -hmm. So it, to me, was this realization that, I was still in show business, you know, because sometimes when you're a woman, well, when you're a woman in this industry, you're pretty much told when you hit about 40 that you're washed up. Mm -hmm. So here I was on this very popular TV series and being written with with dialogue that was just as brilliant as the dialogue on All in the Family. Mm -hmm. And I really felt every day that I was there that I had won the lottery. So mm -hmm. I loved all of it. I loved the scenes in in. Uh, Lorelai and Rory's house. I was always excited when there's something in there to do. I never ever did a scene in her parents' home. Oh, was that right? Never. And I know you went to the the senior Gilmore's house sometimes, but I was never in any of those scenes. Yeah, yeah, those were great scenes. Those were that's a great place to shoot. So here's a fan question for you, Sally. Here's somebody uh, typing in from the audience. Sally, what was your favorite part of playing Babette? That's a, this is from Ashley, by the way. Oh, Ashley, thank you for asking that. I, I think the favorite part, the two favorite parts for me is that one, they let me do my very bad impression of Ruth Gordon and never called me on the carpet about it. And number two, they always let me wear my own clothes mm. because I don't look good when you dress me in other people's clothes. So once they understood that I would bring choices, I was always so comfortable on the set in my own clothes. Right. Right, right. I know that's not the answer that you were looking for, Ashley, but but I was really excited to do my get out my Ruth Gordon kind of thing. <laughs> oh my god. That made just, me happy. It just it's just it's just all hitting me now because because I mean, yeah, that's what you were doing. It's fantastic. But it wasn't a, it was an homage. It was it was it was yes. you know mostly you, but a little bit uh, that's yeah. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. All right, here we go. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up okay. by, by asking you a final question. What are you most thankful for from Gilmore Girls? It sounds so selfish or <laughs> all about me, but honestly, I was really grateful that I was on a show that was so good and so well-liked 
that I stopped being approached as, oh, there's that girl from Archie Bunker. Mm-hmm. You know, people didn't even remember it was called All in the Family. They'd call it the Archie Bunker Show. It was all about Archie. Right. And they'd come up and they'd say, you know, oh, we haven't seen you in so long. Have you retired, dear? All of that kind of condescending stuff where you want to step on their feet and walk away. <laughs> but but then I started getting stopped by people who watch Gilmore Girls. And they it made me feel like I had come alive again in my career <clears throat> because I had been hearing 30 years worth of, of all in the family remarks. And now I was getting a whole new generation that would talk to me. Right. So, right. and that has lasted. It still seems current. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, yeah, they keep playing it. It's uh, yeah. New, new gen. Every new generation is discovering the show and loving, falling in love with the show. And yeah, it's it's crazy. I'm so glad you have me on your podcast. Should I hang around? Are you going to have us all back in a while? Yes, we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna wrap up the segment. You're gonna come back uh, for the uh, the fan Q and A. All right, you around. I will because I love you. I love you too very much. And And I'll I'll see you in a little bit. All right, good deal, Sally. Thank you. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go to some uh, some fan Q and A here. And here's Chris and Tiffany asking uh, me. Okay, did you serve real food in Luke's diner? Oh, you betcha, I did. Um, that was real cooked burgers. Uh, that was real chicken. That was real waffles, real eggs, real everything. Everything was real. I'm not saying it was fresh. Okay. I'm not saying that. And sometimes extras did kind of, you know, break the rules and break down and, and start eating, uh, what they, we would call the prop food, um, and I was tempted a few times myself late at night and hungry and crafty was running out of food and uh, the pizza was gone. And, you know, you look at one of those, you know, those old burgers, and <laughs> it's like, who cares? Just dig it. <laughs> but no, it was uh, to answer your question. It was uh, uh, all real. Everything was real. Yes. Yes, 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 indeed. Um, okay. Next question is from Lindy or Lind, Lindy. Uh, uh, did the fake snow in Stars Hollow have a smell to it? Yes, absolutely it did because it was made out of paper um, and it smelled like paper. Uh, so it's it's just paper that's chopped up into, you know, fine, not granules, but pretty, pretty fine uh, tiny little pieces of paper, hundreds of millions of tiny little pieces of paper being shot through a very expensive looking and very large cumbersome machine. Uh, and sometimes they'll just sort of rain it down from a, um, a, a, a sort of a sieve like uh, contraption uh, way above you. And, um, you know, it's quite clever, um, but it does get in your ears and your nose and your mouth and your arse and all kinds of places. Uh, so, um, um, yeah, it smells like paper. <laughs> That's what it smells like. <laughs> there he is. Hello there. Man, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. Are we live right now? We are live, beaming out, streaming out to the really? world. Wow. Hey, say hello. Hi, everybody. <laughs> hey there. <laughs> hello, all you beautiful people. So look, let's uh, let's do a couple of questions, and then we'll then you can 
play us your song. Uh, okay. Yeah. Really looking forward to. Um, so anyway, thanks for coming on. Great to have you. Great to see you. My and, pleasure. Uh, My pleasure. And uh, by the way, I'm coming to your neck of the woods in February. Are you really? I am. The Nashville area. I am going to. I'm coming down there. I'm going to work with some top songwriters for a whole week and uh, do some podcasts with them and write some songs with them. And I'll let oh, you know. That what sounds great. Yeah, it's going to be fun, man. Well, um, well, we've got to We've got to get together. Yes, we will. We'll, get we'll hit the honky tonks. Yes, we will. We will. <laughs> we will indeed. So, look, we absolutely loved having you on the podcast last time. Thank um, you. What was it like strolling down Troubadour memory lane for you? What was it like trolling, uh, trolling down Troubadour Avenue? Oh, oh you're referring to uh, when you were on the podcast recounting your days on Gilmore Girls. What was that? Ah, like? right, right, right. Well, it was great. It went by in a flash. We got we got talking and we we covered a lot of ground and goodness. Um, I don't know. It's a funny thing, isn't it? When you when uh, I, f- I sometimes forget how many seasons, how many years passed that we were all involved with the show, you know, because it all seems to exist in some ways, at least for me, <laughs> but what, like in one moment in some ways, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. You, you, and even when we went back to, um, you know, to Stars Hollow for the the reunion, it was like that. Everybody just found their place immediately, you know? Yeah. You, you didn't have to find the tape on the ground. You, you knew where to go, and everybody everybody had a connection, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice. It was nice revisiting that. It really was. Uh, we just had Sally on. She was uh, so grateful for that opportunity to come back and do it again. And uh, I, I felt I felt the same way at the time. Yeah, um, it's like you won the lottery. It's like, really, is this happening? I mean, it's so, <laughs> so great, right? Yeah, so great, yeah. Um, so you look very cozy in your in your home. Uh, I feel very cozy. I've got the uh, you know the the autumnal mantle you can see <laughs> behind me, uh, a copious amount of flint horn behind me, and there you um, go, there you go, yeah. Um, so, I mean, how would you describe uh, the Troubadours music, and what genre would it be? Hmm. Ah, it's uh, it's traveling music. It's it's music made for walking, <laughs> for strolling. You know, mm-hmm. I guess uh, maybe it's because I, I I tend to write songs when I'm when I'm on the move. You know, right. when I'm traveling, uh, when I'm out there on my own. Um, that was the hard thing to adjust to with this year pandemic. Suddenly, I found myself kind of you know sitting at home, and there's plenty of time to write songs, but something about that. You know that uh, that kind of input that you get. You know that that stimulation of, of of travel and seeing new places. You know, um, I always get a lot of ideas in that way. So I guess it's traveling music. <laughs> Wherever you're going, metaphorically, you know, right, right, literally. Right. So as as we get further into the series, uh, you know, we see the troubadour more and more. Um, yeah. Did you get to keep uh, that neck microphone set up? And oh, I I, I built that. That was all that's, my own. That that's was... yours. Oh, yeah. Wow. You know. And um, yeah. I mean, Amy. They they said, uh, "Yeah, show up." You know. And I kind of showed up with with my my suit and my homemade um, sort of busking rig. You know, a little pig nose amp with a with a a harmonica holder with a spray painted golden microphone. And I kind of rigged the whole thing. 
<laughs> I don't know if you remember the at the very beginning that microphone went through like a a little echo box, and I had that, but I soon realized this thing is very heavy, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna spend the afternoon walking around. So I kind of pared it down finally, but it was always heavy, and and I had and I had to wear it. I didn't want to do a scene without it, you know. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, how did the troubadour evolve over the seasons, in your opinion? How what how did he? Uh... That's a good question. I think um, it, it seems to me that. Uh, well, this might have taken place early on, but it seemed to reach a, p- a fever pitch. I noted that my character was always angry about something, <laughs> you know? I mean, maybe maybe there's a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of that, uh, you know, you, you sense it in Taylor. You, there, there are other characters that, that have, a, you know, <laughs> uh, that have these issues. And mine, of course, uh, was first reveal itself, you know, when I had to, like, fight for my troubadour turf, um, which, you know, that happened. But even later on, when I come back after being on the road with, with Neil Young and, uh, and again, um, you know, kind of flying off the handle there, too, you know. Here's, so, here, uh, here's a storyline for maybe the next reboot. We discover, we find out, that you're really Taylor's younger brother you've never met and that the store, the candy store that he inherited right. from his family was supposed to go to you. So wow. after a lengthy court battle, you kick him out of that store and you take over and he becomes the town troubadour. What do you think of that? Do I have any chance at being a store <laughs> editor? I think that's a that's a great idea. I I'd love, love to see you as the new Taylor. Wow, and I'd li- I'd like to see uh, Taylor in, in with my with my amplifier around his shoulder. <laughs> wow, and he will feel the pain that I have endured for so long. Um, I always I I've made a suggestion that Taylor uh, like like I have a place to make a suggestion. What if I think Taylor should be uh, like in the royal order of water buffaloes, like Fred Flintstone? You know, doesn't he seem like he should kind of like have a secret handshake and a, I do. I a do. stash of some kind? You know. So I'm working on a song for Emily. Emily Kuroda, with her low internet and can't hear or can't hear me, inspired a song. Hey, Emily, I can't hear you. What are you saying to me? I want to talk to you right now. Hey, Emily. <laughs> Take it, bud. Don't be cute. Don't you mute, Emily. <laughs> Don't mute me, baby. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> I don't know. You're tuned uh, to the, the uh, classic Masonic key of East. Something another, I think. I'm probably not uh, tuned, <laughs> tuned right. You're, you're tuned up. Look, let's I'm get, in the let's south. Get, we have our own tuning. You know, I'm yes. in Nashville. Nashville tuning. Nashville tuning. Right. All right. Um, yeah. Like people that have actual talent and good ears. Right. I got it. <laughs> um, let's get to your song, man. Tell us about your song. Tell us. Oh, about- I'd love to. I'd yeah. Love to. I thought it might be nice. You know, the, the leaves are changing here. The chill in the air. There's a winter front. <laughs> a winter front making its way from one coast to the next 
And um, along with that, I've got a uh, look at this. This is coming out on Record Store Day. This is this. Remember these phonographs? I do. <laughs> you played these on your phonograph player. Um, and this is coming out. Finally, it's on a uh, vinyl. Not just vinyl, though. It's on. Look at that green, translucent vinyl. Nice. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of a nice thing. You know, it came out last year uh, digitally, but um, it's finally available on um, on vinyl. A painting by myself, truly. Beautiful. A painting. You'll see when you come to Nashville that it's just every every inch of it cries out to be painted. It's a beautiful painting. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so I'll I'll play you a song off uh, off that album okay. that I actually premiered uh on the Gilmore Girls when we did our our winter reunion. Okay. Um like so many like so many uh times uh I got a call from Helen uh she and Amy talking do you have a song that is uh kind of the scene takes place in the winter, the whole episode, actually. So what do you think? Anything? And I said, you know what? I do. I wrote, I wrote a song um, some years ago. My dad said, uh, you know, you should write a song, a seasonal song, a seasonal ballad, you know, a holiday number. And I said, you know what? That's a good idea. And so I did. And lo and behold, it made its debut on the Gilmore Girls, just like that. Serendipity, you know? Nice. What's the name of the song? It's called Winter Glow. I'll play it for you here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I give you <laughs> Grantley Phillips playing Winter Glow. Okay. I just got to make sure I'm situated just right. It's got yeah. like a little, little bar stool here and the rungs. If I can, I can. There we go. Perfect. Okay. There we go. Perfect. Okay. Mmm. You take a swig of water. Sure. I've been eating peanuts tonight. No. No, and you know how that happens? Like hours later, you realize I still got a peanut in there. <laughs> I'm saving that for later. <laughs> mm. Okay. Such a tender feeling when the candlelight all flickering in the window cools you on. And the fireplace is crackling and giving off a warming winter glow. A glow. Oh. All right, yeah, buddy. Nice <laughs> Thank you. Beautiful. Wow. Thanks so much. And that and that was on the show that that ended up on Gilmore Girls. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The snow's oh, wow. coming down, or yeah. Rice Krispies, or whatever it was. <laughs> and I'm, I'm in front of the gazebo, and I'm just emoting, right. trying trying to keep my sinuses from going crazy from those, you know, whatever those things are. What right. are they? Like potato buds they drop from the sky when they want it to snow. You know what? Now that you mention it, it's paper and it's that too. Yeah, I think sometimes they do use those potato buds, but I I, I really think it's mostly paper. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wild. What a great <laughs> song. What a, what a beautiful song. My Thanks God. so much. What um, a performer in that voice and the melody. Um, oh my goodness. I've got I've got special uh, fuel in me today. Um, I, I, I'm full of Scotty Peas. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm doubly caffeinated tonight. The songwriter's <laughs> choice, go-to coffee for That's sure. That's right. Yes. Thank you for the plug. Um, that was wonderful. That was Thank absolutely you. wonderful. Um, now, were there times when you were touring and you couldn't, uh, and you were offered an episode, uh, Amy and Dan reached out and, you know, can you do this episode? That episode, sorry, no, I'm touring. I can't do it. Did that happen to you? We, uh, I don't think there, there was ever a time where we, um, we had that happen funny enough. Uh, but a lot of that was because, um, I would get, I would get a, a heads up usually, uh, pretty early on you know, before the season was kicking in. And uh, I would try to set aside that time, you know, and uh, just hold off on touring during that particular week or two, you know, mm -hmm. so we kind of work around each other. Um, but we were lucky that way. I think there maybe there might've been a time where I had to, uh, to recut some, uh, some dialogue or some music um, in New York city to replace whatever I had done on the show. Cause right, right. you know, how that is, I mean, you're out there playing and then a, an airplane flies over and <laughs> you so you gotta, you gotta make it happen. So, uh, you know, that's all I can yeah. really recall though. Got pretty lucky that way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna wrap this little session here, buddy. Thank you so much. Stick, please stick Thank around you. for the, uh, for the Q and a, they're going to, Oh, for sure. I'm sure the, the fans have many questions they want to ask you. All right. Thank you so much, buddy. Okay, that's going to do it. That's a wrap on our first annual live virtual event, Friendsgiving. We're going to do another one real soon. We'll let you know when that is. You are the best fans on the planet. Thanks for downloading, everybody. We helped raise some money for some very worthy causes, very worthy charities. Very proud of you guys for that. Anyway, stay safe, everybody. All the best. Much love. And don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, ScottyP.com, S C O T T Y P.com, ScottyP.com. Grade one specialty coffee.